This segment is brought to you by Thunderchick. Subscribe to our ambassador tier on Patreon. If you'd like to learn more about how you can support Daily Thunder on Patreon and get a shout out like Thunderchick, please visit patreon.com slash daily thunder. Welcome back. This is the Daily Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Woods. I'm joined by two guests on my screen. Number one, Spencer Davis. How are you, man? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. And we're also joined by Daily Thunder beat writer, Brandon Rabar. Brandon, how are you, bro? I'm pumped about doing this uh, mock draft. I hope I get to pick for the Thunder. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, may the odds be ever in your favor. Um, <laughs> so, first off, shout out OU Softball. Oh, National man, that was champs. fun. Yeah. That was a fun game. Fun series. It was a really good series. Um, all right. You guys know the drill. We are going to run a simulation on uh, tankathon.com. And we are going to do our second mock draft uh, for this coming NBA. So last time Oklahoma City had uh, pick four and pick 18, which is that four is, you know, that's where they're at. They didn't move up or down and 18 is where the heat are. So uh, we are going to run a simulation and you will hear some reactions because they can see my screen. Um so let's go ahead and hit that, and then we will get into the selections. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. Wow. Ryan has left his screen. Wow. Ryan got yes. up. <laughs> okay. So as you guys can see, even just when it happens, so for those listening that can't see the screen, obviously, we got one in five. Um the very best scenario possible. And even as you get, you guys can see, just running a simulation and that happening gets me very, very excited. Yeah. Um, telling you, we've got, this is why we've got to be live the night of the lottery, because if this were to happen, it's going to be out of control. Um, so Orlando is second. They move up one spot to the two spot. Uh, Cleveland moves up two spots. They moved up to number one in our, I think in our, in our first one. Um, this, the Kings move up five spots to the four spot, and Oklahoma City uh, gets the Rockets pick at five. Crazy. So we are going to um, – so let's go through the rest of the lottery because we're going to go through picks one through 14 here. Um, Detroit has six. Golden State gets Minnesota's pick at seven. Toronto, eight. Orlando's pick from Chicago is at nine. So Orlando is picking two and nine. That is very, very good for them. Um, and then New Orleans, 10, Hornets, 11, Spurs, 12, Pacers, 13, uh, Warriors, 14, Wizards, 15. So 10 through 15 stays the same. There, there's, there was quite a bit of movement in the top 10. So um, Brandon, we are going to you for pick one. Nice. And then we'll go uh, we'll go to Spencer and then to me and we'll just snake it like that. So you are the on first, the clock with the Oklahoma City Thunder. With the first pick in the 2021 draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select. I mean, come on, this is a no-brainer. You got to go with Davion Mitchell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was the best player in March Madness, right? Uh, no, 
obviously you got to go with Kate Cunningham and you know, there's a million reasons to pick Kate Cunningham. One, he's the best prospect in this draft. He's a can't miss star. Uh, but also the fact that he's playing at Oklahoma state. So he already has local ties and I cannot tell you how, how fun it would be to have a six, six and six, eight backcourt that are like 22 and, and 20 years old going forward. I mean, just be, well, I guess right now they're 22 and 19 by the time the season starts, Shea will be 23, but uh, to have two young six six and six eight guys locked up would be just phenomenal. And Kevin O'Connor uh, called Kate Cunningham a super size Shea Gilgis Alexander. So just think of Shea with a couple extra inches on him. It feels greedy, even just entertaining this as a possibility, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it feels great. <laughs> you know, I, will say, <laughs> I will say though, Spencer. Uh, all these tankathon sims were like spoiling us because it was like, oh, I got six and eighteen. Oh, I got five and eighteen. Oh, I got one and five on my third pick. Like we're gonna do this. Yeah. And, like it's just like one time. It's like you wish that the uh, NBA could like do a couple of do overs if we don't like the first couple, like we do on tankathon. <laughs> and we will say for full disclosure, last week we just went with the first one. Scouts honored. That was the first one. That we was ran. the first one. Yeah. Uh, pretty insane. All right. That was uh, pretty obvious, but Brandon get, gets to pick for the Thunder. So, uh, Spencer, to you, Orlando with the second overall pick. Man, I I feel like the, the argument here has been uh, Jalen Suggs versus Evan Mobley for this number two spot. But just knowing what the Magic have gone through at the point guard position for the last – what, since Jameer Nelson was there? I mean, have they had a real point guard? I know they have Fultz there, and I know, you know, they've got, um, you know, they've got other guards. They've got RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony. But I just, I want to give them Jalen Suggs. Does that, is that, is that too much of a reach? I, I, I just think that they have been looking for a point guard for so long, and he is in that tier of guys that could go number two reasonably. And I, I think that he makes a lot of sense for them. I don't think it'll be shocking though Mobley is the overwhelming favorite to go number two. I don't think it would be shocking to see Suggs or Green go number two. I mean, a lot of a lot of especially with devaluing centers and how much, you know, wings and backcourt guys mean to the modern NBA. So no, I think that's that's a fine pick. Yeah, if you want an argument out of me, you're gonna have to change the subject. I love Suggs. <laughs> I love Suggs so much. I, Brandon, I, how many times, Brandon, have I mentioned Suggs like throughout the year? I just, I'm such a Suggs fan. Yeah, um, dude, we'd just be, we'd be talking about like the Thunder game against the Pacers, and then all of a sudden he'd be talking about Jalen Suggs. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Guilty. <laughs> I um, think any other team here, I would go with somebody else. But he, he just, he, first off, he's going to be a great culture guy which they need, especially with Steve, like Steve Clifford was a good coach. He's gone now. They're probably going to bring in a new coach that doesn't not, is not necessarily going to set a culture. And Suggs is going to do that. He can shoot it. He can make plays. He's a jumbo size. He's six, four. He's big. He's going to play defense. Uh, I, I just think it's a perfect fit. Um, all right, Evan Mobley. That's who I'm going with. Cleveland Cavaliers, number third pick. Um, I, I think it's the, uh, the, 
I think it's the obvious pick. I think Cleveland, if they were two, uh, I, th- I think they'd take Kate if they were one, but two or, or below, I think that, that Mobley's the best fit for them. Um, they need someone to replace, obviously, like, I, I know they have Allen, but I think you could potentially play Allen and Mobley together, at least in the first year, to see what you have in Mobley. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think if if Mobley is going is going to reach his his ceiling, it'll be him developing uh, away from the basket. So um, I, I would be excited to see them play together. And obviously, Mobley is uh, the guy that you would want to invest in long term. So I would take Mobley there three for uh, for the Cavs. All right. So I take uh, I got the Kings at number four. Yep. All right, the Kings at number four. I, I want to cheat here and take Jonathan Kaminga just so Jalen Green drops to number five for the Thunder. <laughs> I would love that, Brandon. <laughs> well, maybe I'm the not Kings. Do that, if it's, Even if, though, actually, the Kings have a, a ton of guards, so he may not make the most sense fit-wise. Like, they could use some bigs. They could use a guy like Kaminga who could play, you know, the three or four. They could use the forwards. But, look. Green's just too good to pass up. They'll they'll figure out the fit later. Maybe they trade Buddy Hield, like's been yeah. talked about every off season. Uh, but you can't pass up Green as much as I do like Kaminga. Uh, Jalen Green's the pick at number four. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, they also have Tyrese Halbert in there, who I guess is probably going to be their two in closing lineups for the future. Yeah, and they got of course but they can Darren play three Fox. guards. Yeah, 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 Fox. They can play three guards. But it would yeah. be great for the Thunder if, if Jalen Green could slide to five. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Jalen Green, sheesh. And Shea, yeah. No, it would be, yeah. Shoot. Okay, I have the fifth pick here. And, I mean, yeah, it's got to be Kaminga, right? I mean, I, I don't want to get too cute with it here. There's nobody else that's that's in this tier. I think Kaminga is actually probably underrated at this point, you know, just from – how much his stock has sort of fallen over the last few weeks. He's a great passer. He's six, eight, what is he? 220 pounds, something like that. I mean, he's, he's huge. Um, and he's, he's probably going to add even more good weight to that. And he's um, the youngest, he's the youngest of the top five guys. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's a projection pick. It's almost the type of guy, like if he was six, six, instead of six, eight, he would be the guy that the thunder would draft at 17. So, um, but he's, you know, he, I, I think he's going to figure it out. The, the jump shot is a question mark, but um, I think especially with getting Kate at number one, getting Kaminga at five to kind of, you know, flush out that the the wing position on the Thunder is is good value. All right, man, I've had some I've had some really boring spots at three and six. Oh, no. um, <laughs> I've got the Pistons at six. Um, I mean, name a position. They have that as a need. Um, so Center. They don't need a center. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, and I think I gave them Mobley in our last in last week's yeah. mock draft, too. So um, have another. Um, all right. So at six, I'll go with uh, an upside guy that I think is um, – I'm starting to warm up to. Um, I've gone through phases with this guy, but since last week – and just watching more of these guys. Um, I'm going to go with Scotty Barnes to Detroit. And I know we had him kind of low last week. I think he dropped um, to 11 last week. Yeah, I think he was outside the top 10. I'm going to go Scotty Barnes here for Detroit, given how many needs they have. 
the fact that he does quite a few things and his potential as a playmaker at his size, uh, I will go with the cliche Scotty Barnes pick to Detroit. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm like you. I've warmed up to him a lot. I was I was pretty cold on him just because the the jumper. I was just like I I just don't you know. And looking at it through a thunder lens, I'm like I right. do not want to take a guy uh, that can't make a jump shot because we've had you know nightmares of that before. And I'd still be a little disappointed if that was the Thunder's top pick this year. But as a second pick, like if they get a top four and then you know, well. Like, let's say they get uh, – then it's Kaminga and Scotty Barnes. Yeah, they're going to shoot if we get, like, five and six or five and seven. I don't know. End of the day, though, Scotty Barnes does everything well except for shooting. So, when you've got a guy that can be an elite defender and he's a good passer and he does all these other things well, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of too good to pass up. All right, it's back to you, Brandon. Uh, seven with the uh, Golden State Warriors, courtesy of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, now if I this was a different team, I would not take this guy this highly, but the Warriors want to win right now. And if you're a team that wants to win right now, outside of the top five or six, uh, the only reason this guy's getting knocked is because of his age and his height. I'm going with Davion Mitchell. Uh, because he's the most NBA ready of all the guys. You don't have to, you know, there's some other guys that I like more for their upside, but if you want to cash one in while Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond are making kind of their final round, uh, I think you got to go with Davion Mitchell, two-way player. He can be a great super sub, and then you can play him with Curry and Clay. Uh, I think he'd fit the Warriors actually perfectly. That is an interesting fit. I'm a little bit worried with him with his jumper just because he was not a good shooter until his, his last year at Baylor. But the Warriors, I, th- I think the fit makes sense. All right, Toronto. Uh, Spencer, you're on the clock with Toronto at eight. Do you, Ryan, do you remember who I gave to Toronto last week at eight? I think it was the eighth pick. Oh, gosh. I don't. Do you? I believe it was Josh Giddy. Didn't I do this again? You might have. I think I gave them Josh Giddy last week, and I'm going to do the same thing. All right. Um, with I, it's a bit of a reach. Josh Giddy's probably not going to go eighth, but he's just a jumbo-sized playmaker that could probably, you know, can guard wings. He's going to get stronger. He's going to be at least an average shooter from three, and he's a really, really good passer. He's produced in um, in the Australian league, um, and I, I just think it's a, it's a good fit in Toronto, especially with Kyle Lowry's future uncertain. They need somebody that can come in and and kind of spread the ball around for for uh, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, Giddy is rising. He's like the big riser. And it feels yeah. it feels like he may be in, like there's just enough time before the draft for him to fall again. So I'm very curious to see where he falls uh, in, in this draft. I've got nine, and that is uh, Orlando's second pick. This, and, this one's coming from Chicago. Um, you took Suggs yes. at two for Orlando. Um, I will go. I will go with Keon Johnson, uh, shooting guard. So we'll go. We'll go a couple guards here for uh, for Orlando. I like that. Yeah, shoot. I mean, load them up. They've got guards, but they no no blue chippers. So they they need everything. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good pick. He's mocked so high everywhere. I think I'm lower on Keon Johnson than anywhere else. Like the uh, journal that I did for DT where I ranked my lottery guys, he was at the bottom of the lottery for me. I think I had him 13th. But, uh, you know, that's only because I, I have an attitude against guy shooting guards that can't shoot now. Uh, but, again, <laughs> he does everything else really well. Uh, Why is that, Brandon? <laughs> and, again, I've, yeah. I've done all my – draft research through the lens of the thunders picks so like when i'm not when i'm looking at keon johnson I'm like oh he fit well with the magic forget that i don't care yeah those are two guys i probably wouldn't choose if oklahoma city was sitting at six and nine um for either of nice. those guys um all right brandon number 10 with new orleans i can't believe you guys left this guy for me uh, New Orleans is running to the podium to uh, select Moses Moody at number 10. Uh, I honestly think that outside of the top five, uh, maybe six, because Scotty Barnes is really kind of cementing himself at number six, and I'm really high on guys like Josh Giddy. But I think Moses Moody is just kind of a, a can't-miss kind of guy, only because he's one of the rare two-way guys outside of the top five. Like all these other guys – have some holes in their game, either offensively with their shot or defensively. But Moody can be like a legitimate 3 and D guy. He may not be a superstar, but I think he can be a really solid 3 and D guy. Uh, and I'd be really surprised if he's not at least at least a high-level role player, but he could be a star as well. Yeah, if the, if the Thunder ended up taking Mo, Mo, Moses Moody at like 7, I think that would be fine. Yep. I agree. I'd be I think, completely fine with that. Yeah, I think that's he's good enough to be at least until he proves he's not, he's good enough to be your your shooting guard of the future. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So I've got I've got eleven. I've got the Hornets. I believe I had the Hornets again uh, again, another repeat. I wonder what the odds of this are. <laughs> I I took Kai Jones for them last week. I don't remember it was not the eleventh pick. I, I forget which pick it was, but I took Kai Jones, and I'm doing that again because Kai Jones and Lamella Ball are just a perfect pick-and-roll combination. Um, so much length, oh, my gosh, to have with them and P.J. Washington and um, uh, Miles Bridges. That's going to be such a fun team. And if Kai Jones pans out for them, look out. It, it's like it is screaming. Like that is such yeah. an <laughs> obvious, like we have a hole, we have a perfect prospect to fill that to fill that hole. I love, I love the center pick. I would be surprised if I would be surprised if, if Charlotte is at 11, I think they're going to get their pick of, of Singoon or Kai Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And I like yeah. Singoon, but Jones is just, I, I forget what their announcer's name is. The guy that goes crazy. That's God, I love him. To watch. But Kai Jones is just a much, you know, he's going to fly through the air and dunk the ball. Like that's just a much better fit for, for for that play by play guy and yeah. <laughs> for and for Lamelo Ball maybe more importantly than, and the than way Sam that Gunnis. the way that team play there that team plays so fast and yeah yeah what a what a great fit um, yeah that's a good choice speaking of great fits I have really warmed up to Book Knight in San Antonio that's who I've got at twelve and so I'm gonna go James Book Knight uh, to the Spurs it's really crowded uh, a lot of guards in San Antonio and I think they're still like I don't know if they've fully fleshed out who they have in these guys, but I think Book Knight is 
a Spursy kind of guy, um, somebody that can do a lot of things for them on offense. So yep. um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the UConn guard there at at 12. They have so many guards. They do. You've got Lonnie Walker, Derek White. I'm, there's always another one that I'm forgetting. Um, I don't know. And then they've got guys like Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell. Yep. They've they've got they've just got a lot of, of role players basically. Do you think this is a, a possible could they take either Kai Jones or Singoon if if they're available here? I think Singoon would be a good bet. Because I I mean they should probably trade Jakob Pertle, right? To a to a contender that wants a room protector. Yeah, it wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad idea. I, I do think that center is an interesting spot for them. Like yeah, I, I think you. I think they'd be more than fine to just keep rolling out like placeholders, and if it means getting playmakers at this like this high in the draft, but I could see him going center. The other thing is, I'm I'm pretty sure that Greg Popovich is done. Like, do you guys? Uh, maybe this is just in my head, but I feel like he's going to win the gold medal this summer and retire. Dude, I thought that Pop was done like each year since Tim Duncan. Like once Tim know, Duncan yeah. retired. I thought he was going to retire then every year, like, and then they lose Kawhi and all this. I'm like, oh, yeah, Pop's in. Oh, yeah, Pop's in. I think Pop is going to, like, the end of the world will happen. All will be left will be, like, cockroaches and, and Pop coaching the Spurs. <laughs> it, does just, feel, it does feel like whenever he does retire, it will be – there will be a press release announcing his retirement, and inside the press release will be the replacement. It doesn't feel like they're in for this, yeah. like – coaching search which makes me think it could happen at any time yeah and i think it'll be after the gold medal he can go out on a high and it'll be becky hammond that's yeah. the head coach it'll absolutely be becky hammond i i agree with that so yeah we gotta look i mean the spurs are gonna be super interesting in august ish range um, yeah because i forget um, aldridge isn't there anymore yeah i mean they've they've got some work to do all right brandon yeah aldridge retired before pop um <laughs> Uh, Brandon, Brandon, you've got the Pacers at 13. Uh, with the 13th pick in the 2021 draft, the Indiana Pacers. You've heard of the uh, three-point guard lineup that the Thunder made famous. How about a three-center line, uh, oh, three no. lineup of uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, and Singoon? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, they have Goga Batatze as well. It would be a four-center Yeah, that's line. right. <laughs> Four center lineup. You really did uh, sound. You sounded serious. I was like, "Wow, he's going. He's going for it." <laughs> no, but I will say, whoever picks him in this mock draft uh, is getting a steal. Uh, but I got to go with this. May be a surprise. I've seen him mocked as low as like the mid twenties, which I think is insane. Uh, I've seen him mocked as high as like seventh or eighth. I'm going to give the Pacers Jalen Johnson. Uh, look, I know he quit midway through the season. Uh, and so like his commitment, his focus, his love of the game, all those things are a question mark. But when you're picking at 13th, uh, there's nobody with a higher ceiling than Jalen Johnson and his, his potential talent. And I think he's worth the roll of the dice when you're picking at 13, just because you're not going to get any more, anybody with a higher upside at this point than Jalen Johnson. That's two straight weeks. Jalen Johnson, the forgotten man. Uh, almost well, didn't get picked. Well, I ignored him on purpose last week. But. You, did. you did. And, and he no, said, I, like, he said it picked like seven. He was like, I'm not picking Jalen Johnson. <laughs> Forget about it. 
I yeah, I'm not a Jalen Johnson guy. I, I don't but I think that what Brandon said is right that at thirteen that's that's your best option. Uh, you know, the Pacers need to take some swings, right? Like yeah. they could take a Corey Kisper, sure. But uh, you know, I, I don't hate Jalen Johnson to the Pacers. Is anything like could could you watch a Pacers broadcast and distinguish Corey Kispert from Doug McDermott if they were on the same team, same floor <laughs> at the same time? Like, would that be possible? Uh, all I know is if they're on the, on the floor at the same time, whoever's playing them is scoring a lot of points. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I've got the Warriors at 14, correct? This is our final pick. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to do here because I want to give them Sengun, but they took James Wiseman last. They can't take Sengun. And I want to give them Jaden Springer, but you already uh, – I think, Ryan, it was you, right? No, it was Brandon took Davion Mitchell. Yeah. So they kind of need a wing-ish piece. Uh, guys, this is tough. They really <laughs> – there's I, one. I don't guy know what they're gonna do. I, there's a guy I like here. Are, is it Wagner? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. He makes I no mean, sense. Honestly, if if you Brandon, if you're taking anybody other than Davion Mitchell, I would give them Chris Duarte here. Um, oh, I like that. I like yeah, I like him a lot. I think it's either Wagner or Kispert, and Kispert like Kispert's not gonna play defense like they need him to. So yeah, I think you guys are right. I think it's Wagner is the pick here. He's a legit like like Moody and Kispert are going to be looked at as like the three and D guys from this draft, and maybe Kispert lesser degree on defense. But I do think he's pretty good. Um, but Wagner's like a legit three and D guy, and he's big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm a little bit sour on him just because of how the final four went. I mean, he was really bad. Um, but he, I mean, I saw like Tony Jones during the NCAA tournament said that he was his number six prospect in this draft, and Tony Jones knows what he's talking about. So he shot it like he shot it like forty two percent this year. I mean, he's yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a good he's shooter. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean that Michigan team is really good, um, very good. You know, well spaced. Jawan Howard's a good coach, um, but. But I guess he's going to the Warriors, so it should be a similar situation. So yeah, I think I think I think that works. You just did a Russell Westbrook a huge favor because Singun just fell to to the uh, Wizards well, at fifteen. How can you take Singun when you have Daniel Gafford? Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> I'm kidding, but also, oh, I mean, I, they probably need other positions. <laughs> yeah, they, they need everything besides Russ and Deal. Yeah, I would love for Kispert to fall to them. I really would. Yeah. I think it would be yeah. such a fun fit on that team like a with Bertans? Older... Oh yeah yeah Bertans Bertans is gone. <laughs> let me let me speak for the uh for the Wizards contingent that I live amongst. Bertans is gone. Like, oh, they're not gone. happy. They're not happy with him? I would be shocked if he was back. They He signed a 5-year deal last year. I would be shocked if they couldn't find somewhere for him to go. Like I like if there were if there are two people in that organization they would like to not have back it's Brooks and and Bertans. Well, I got bad news. I think both are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would love to see Kiss, like an older guy, a uh, ex- little more experienced, been through it um, with Beal and Russ. That would be a lot of fun. Do we? Are we sure that Beal and Russ are both on the Wizards next year? No, not at all. No. I, I'm not. 
I think they will be. Like if I were betting, I would bet they will be. They want to yeah. give it, you know, especially with the way that the second half of the season went, I think. And, you know, they get Thomas Bryant back. And, you know, I'm sure they'll feel like Rui is going to make us leap and all those things. You always talk yourself into things will be better next season when you have a couple stars. Boy, have we done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has Does Russ have two years left on his deal or just one? Two. So, yeah, he's going to be an expiring in a year. They probably will play it out unless Beal decides to ask for a trade at the deadline. If, if Giddy but, is there, if Giddy's there at 15, do, do they take him? Well, I think you could play Giddy with Russ and Beal because of his height. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I think that would be fine. I think Giddy's too good to pass up at 15, no matter who's on your team. I, yeah. I think the upside's way too high to pass on him if he falls that far. I, I'm pumped to see where he 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 could be. He could go anywhere. I would not be surprised anywhere Man, outside the top five. If if the Thunder don't get two top five picks, obviously I don't want Giddy because that would mean that the Thunder don't get two top five picks. But if if the Thunder get say five and seven, I would love to to take Giddy at seven. Uh, I'm just pretty high on him. Uh, or, you know, make a trade to get back and get a third guy. The, the dream would be one and five and then uh, somehow find a way to get back in and get Giddy. I'm like you. I, I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, you flip that Phoenix pick and the second that the Thunder have to get to like 16 or something. Can I, yeah. can I, interest, can I interest anyone in getting one and five and – unloading the treasure chest to move up to two yes absolutely I, I wrote about this today uh well something similar so on the uh the lottery sim that i did on daily thunder today the thunder got picks two and five and so i talked about you know i gave uh, i think i gave them mobley at two and then talked about the possibility of moving up from five to three i um, would i am all about like if the thunder get mobley orcade and then five trade up to get, you know, if you get Cade, then trade up to get Mobley from five. If you, you get Mobley, then trade up to get Suggs or Green from five and, yeah. and just do whatever it takes. Because if you've got Shea and then two of those top four guys, I mean, everything, the, the rebuild is pretty much for all intents and purposes over as far as that goes. And then you, everything else is gravy. Whatever yeah. you get after this. But you still have 14, yeah, you still have 14 <laughs> first round picks left over the next six years. Exactly. I do. Exactly. I do. I do want to point out if if this scenario plays out and they get one in five, it is a nightmare scenario for Darius Baisley. I don't think he survives. Oof. I don't think he survives draft night if if this happens. I, I think I think he is someone they would use. Um, maybe even uh, I would. I think they would be more reluctant to move Maladon at this point. But yeah, I would. I would say Baisley gets moved if this happens. I would say it's Baisley and it's either Ma uh, Maladon or Ty Jerome. Yeah. I don't think you're bringing Maladon, Ty Jerome, Shea, and either Suggs or Cade. You can't bring all I'll five. I'll be honest. Guys. I think that Presti would move anybody outside of Shea and Poku to move up from five to two. I don't like – and you know I love Dort, I love Maladon, and all those guys. And obviously, Mal uh, Dort's the big name. But I think that if you can get Mobley to pair with Cade and Shea, I mean, you you empty the you empty the yeah. clip and, and do what you got to do. Well, yeah, because 
Shea and Mobley is sort of a Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert-esque pairing, right? Yeah. I mean, and then you add Cade. And look at where the Jazz are. The Jazz are already the one seed. And right. Would you and rather – so if you, if you have – this is obvious. We're dreaming here. But Cade, Shea, Mobley. Let's just, let's just really dream here. <laughs> Cade, Cade, Shea, Mobley. If you can only keep one of Dort and or Poku with those three, which well, one think, do you keep? I don't think Poku has trade value, so I, I think Dort would be the one that would leave. Interesting. Oh, really? I I I disagree with that. Uh, I I think Poku definitely has trade value. Uh, well, th- is he worth I, more than a first? Uh, I mean that's a good question, but I I think that like if you combine say five and poku and a future first uh i I think he has i I think that's a good equation that you just mentioned spencer i think he's equal to a first i think he's equal to like a mid first yeah which i mean i guess is fair because that's where they took him last year but i just think teams in that kind of a trade would want more of a sure thing yeah yeah probably i his upside is still so stupid, though, and he showed yeah. so many. He flashed so many times this season. Uh, I don't know. You I, said, I think that you said mid. You said mid first. Still- you said mid first, and my mind went to the uh, mid first bank uh, theme song for all those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's gonna wrap it up. We are currently we are recording this uh, during uh, Bucks Nets. Nets oh, are coming. Nets are about to come out of a timeout down three, uh, with yeah. two and a half seconds left. So, oh, good um, for the defense. So, wait, is the score of this game eighty-six? To, oh my god, what happened in this great. game? It's been a very low-scoring game. The Bucks came out on fire, and is this two thousand one. What are we yeah, doing the, here? The Bucks scored like thirty-two or thirty in the first quarter, and like seventeen in the second. Um, yeah. Oof. And they, they were basically like opposites for Brooklyn. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a very low-scoring game. It's a rough night for Blake Griffin. Oh, Katie missed the game winner. Five points wow. in 30 minutes. It's not what you want from Blake Griffin. Ball game I mean, over. Yeah. Hey, Chris Middleton yeah. showed up tonight. Good for him. Yeah, He's time. getting killed. Brooke Holiday, Lopez, three Holiday points. Big bucket. Um, Drew yeah. Holiday, nine points tonight. I mean, I guess he hit the big one, but. Not wow. a, he. I just saw the play. I was a little behind. He almost hit that, and he could not have been more covered. He hit. It was like a runner going left with two guys on him. He had back rim. How did PJ Tucker score zero points in thirty three minutes? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Seriously. I don't know how many shots Seriously. he took, but Bucks it fans over, are Bucks fans forward. are waving. That's correct. Yeah. Bucks fans are waving. They scored 86 points in one by three. That is hilarious. Dude, um, I'm pumped for this Clippers game. I'll same. be so pumped that the Jazz can beat them again. Same. Mm-hmm. All right. If we can get if we can get a if we can get the a Clippers Nets doubleheader loss, man, that's a good night. <laughs> and the and the Thunder got the one and five pick. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. In the that's official the tankathon sim. Yeah. That's the big win. Yeah. All right. We're <laughs> signing off to go watch the Clippers lose. Everyone take care. Thanks for listening to the Daily Thunder Podcast. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Daily Thunder. Be sure to check out other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Nuck If You Buck, 
305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. There are also coaching-focused podcasts. Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachesMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget the network's flagship, the Hoop Heads podcast, hosted by Mike Cleansing and Jason Sunkel, and featuring the best minds in the game from its grassroots to the NBA.